Hello, friends. Welcome back to Free Validation, the West Coast Style podcast about West Coast Style. I'm Dave Schilling. I'm Alana Hope Levinson. And a guest today. Legendary. Yes, he's legendary on the internet. He's one of your closest friends. Not tier A level. That's That would be me and a couple other people. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, keep telling yourself that. Wow, this is how you explain it to me on the show? <laughs> Miles Klee is a really talented culture writer, pervert, dirtbag, and West Coast transplant. He is not from California, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't have perspectives on California style. I think he actually has maybe one of the more interesting perspectives on it because he adopted it. He wears just tank tops all the time, yep. which is the most LA thing you could possibly do. Yeah, sometimes it takes an outsider to really appreciate it. I've never met someone with more commitment to the bit, so to speak. I mean, this guy, in his own words, dresses like he's an alcoholic at a stall in the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. Just giving hand jobs out to anybody who walks by. Yeah. I'm kidding. He doesn't give hand jobs. As far as I know. I don't know. He might. We don't know. But he has that he has the look of a guy just like a tramp. Yeah. And I don't mean a tramp like a like an easy lay, but I mean like somebody who just wanders. He has a free aesthetic and it's not one that I understand. And you'll see in the episode. I get kind of confused about why he thinks that he can show his arms in public all the time. Or his toes. I'm confused too. I get flabbergasted by the toe thing. He wears sandals, like like flip-flops. Yep. Stuff where you could see the toe. I'm very anti-toe. But Miles is just like a toe a toe freak, really. I'm not trying to kink shame anybody, but he just is obsessed with showing his toes. He really wants to free the male toe. That's his that's his goal in life. Terrifying stuff. Really it's really scary, but I mean we had to go to the source to understand why would a guy from suburban New Jersey be so obsessed with dressing like this? Yeah, I don't understand it, but you know, it's sort of like having an alien on the show when you're just like, What how is it that you do the things you do and I do my things and they're different? Yeah. It's a little cultural anthropology we go through on this week's episode. Eventually, we do get to complimenting Miles on his outfits. We do, because you're not going to come on the show without getting some free validation. It just might, you might have to work for it a little. Well, yeah, it's sort of like you get free validation with the purchase of a Happy Meal or something, like at McDonald's. So it's actually not, it's not really free. Free in the sense that it comes with something. Oh, Got it. Right? You don't have to pay for the validation. You have to buy a you buy a product or, you know, food or a service, and then you get the free validation. It's a scam, I understand. But it's a scam that is, I think, one of the most quintessential LA scams. Because we, we fall for it every time. Like, oh, free validation? Wow, I'm really getting a deal here. It's like, you're not. You had to go to a movie. And honestly... No one gets more of it than Miles Clee for his style. We might be confused, but his hordes of gay male fans are not. Okay? Absolutely. Yeah, they get it more than we do, for sure. And we're going to find out why. Listen on. I 
I'm so excited for our next guest. Selfishly, he's a very good friend of mine, but he's also one of my favorite writers and cultural critics. The infamous Miles Clee, who's a senior staff writer at Mel and an author of the novels Ivy Land and True False. I mean, he deserves no introduction. Or fuck. He deserves no introduction <laughs> is very funny. What was I trying to say? He needs no introduction. But you know what? Honestly, that fuck up is probably better and more in line with life. Right, Miles? How dare I even expect the honor of having some basic facts trotted out about me? I have a question for you before we really get into it, Miles. How does one become infamous? I'm working on that, and I, I have not succeeded. Oh, boy. Um, you have to make some big mistakes, I think. I've done that. Okay, go on. Miles once did, with me as his editor, the great dick pic experiment, <laughs> where he sent pics of his dick out to anyone who would ask. Should we just start with that? Uh, I still have people in my DMs asking for the pic, so... Someone, like, a mutual of ours texted me last month being like, Hey, do you know if it's like... this? By the way, this piece happened two years ago. And they're like, do you know if, like, the window's still open? And I was like, dude, ask him no. The messages are great because they're they're usually like, I know I'm a little late. Can I get a crumb of dick, please? You know that meme? <laughs> Just a crumb. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, the pick isn't even, the pick isn't very, very good either. That's the, I think that's the funniest part. Oh, it's the same pick every time? There's no bespoke dick pick here? By the way, we're making this seem not nearly as intellectual and smart as it was. Please go read the piece. For the experiment, yeah, it was. But the idea, it was sort of, it's a consensual dick pic, obviously, because people were asking, but we didn't want it to be like a really good photo. We wanted it to be like most guys' dick pics, which are just like the creepy sheet at the bottom of the bed, like, you know what I mean? Horrible lighting. Yeah, it was, it was a very average photo. Let's move on, though. I mean, this kind of is, is a great introduction because I think it gets to think about this when you're thinking about Miles' sense of personal style. I believe your Mel bio says that you're their resident tank top dirtbag. Yes. Can you maybe elaborate a little bit on how you'd describe your wardrobe? <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess I was never very good at like business casual, like um, even going back to like the first job I had out of college, I would show up like um, in like American apparel shirts and, and jeans and just be pretty slovenly. And then once I moved out to California, I had already had a few, I started collecting a few tank tops and then I just, I just never looked back. I don't think I ever wore anything else <laughs> unless it was cold. <laughs> yeah, my first tank top, I was like, uh, I was on a vacation with my girlfriend, Maddie. We were out in Montauk. And we were just like bopping around town and went to this like this bait shop and they had a like a Jimmy's bait shop tank top, the guy fishing. And on the back, it was like all these like really cranky kind of rules that were like clearly written by like the weird owner, of the weird owner of the store. And they were like answers to all the annoying questions that tourists ask him in the bait shop. Horrible Montauk humor. Yeah. The last one on there is just what the hell kind of goddamn stupid question is that, <laughs> you know? It's extremely, like, Montauk towny. Well, what's funny is that's very wholesome compared to, like, the evolution of your tank tops now. So you bought this tank top. No one made you buy it. Yeah, I saw it in the store. No one was like, you have to buy this or we're going to kill your family. It was like, I'm going to buy it and then wear it. That was your choice. 
Yes. And I probably would have bought it if it was just like a regular t-shirt too, but it just happened to be a tank top and I was like, yeah, whatever, I'll wear that. Oh my god. This is a, this is a very positive show. It's called Free Validation because we're validating people. But this is episode 3. I'm still drawing a line here. I don't know if I can support this. <laughs> it's going to get so much worse, Dave. Like we're just at the beginnings like I'm aware. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he has one now that says Muff Diver. Like, this is a good tank. Okay, so we have the origin story. You buy this tank top at Jimmy's fuck stick stack, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You buy it. And now it's like, oh, this is my life. I'm going to never wear sleeves again. Yeah. I'm trying to get to the why of it. Why did you decide this was going to be now my brand? So I think I was already... I mentioned the American Apparel... uh, they were deep V's always because I like showing off my chest hair. You were ahead of the curve on that, so I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. And so the tank was like, oh, it's you could still do that. And actually, like maybe the V's are like pretty much going out of style. It was, it was already a little like, it was a bit over by then. What year was this? Oh, this is like 2014. So like, yeah, they're way over, way over at that point. And then like, I was also at this point, just like working totally remote. Like I hadn't been to an office in a while. <laughs> by that so it's really stopped mattering like what i wore like day to day and it's like one of those comfort comfort things you're like it's like working in your pajamas so this this brings me to i think what what alana is wanting to get at at some point which is you look like a a guy on saturday night on santa monica boulevard in west hollywood Mm -hmm. yeah this is classic west hollywood style that you are rocking right now the tank top shorts flip-flops or some sort of open-toed shoe and you're just kind of showing the world that you are open for business why (laughs) again i guess why is not the question anymore i want to add also that sure you found this tank top in montauk but by my estimation you really came into your own sartorially as this tank top dirt bag when you moved to california and how did someone who like grew up in new jersey get so into this particular look? What was appealing about it to you? Yeah, in some ways, maybe it's like an anti-East Coast thing or just like a rejection of the East Coast because, yeah, I had a few when I moved. And when I moved to LA, I think I had an experience that some East Coasters have where it's like, how did, why did I wait this long to move there? This was here the whole time. And in fact, when I went back to visit New York once, it was like January and it was super warm. So I was wearing a tank top. And around Brooklyn, and I was walking around like bed and some guy on his stoop is like, are you kidding me? A tank top in January? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, sir. And I was like, it's 75 degrees. What do you want? <laughs> so that's that was like a moment where I was like, wow, I, I really do belong in L.A. now because I'm getting, I'm getting yelled at by guys in bed for the way I dress. I wonder if the tank top... In, on the East Coast is the equivalent of the beanie here. Mm. Alana and I talked about this a bunch. We had dinner a couple days ago, <laughs> and there was a dude in a beanie. Oh, God. And it wasn't cold out. It wasn't cold at all. He's just like one of those guys in Silver Lake who was like, I wear a beanie, and I wear a an Oxford button-down, and I wear jeans, and that's my look. And uh, he sucked. <laughs> and we all made fun of him for wearing a beanie in May. And maybe this is this is there's sort of like a correlation between the two it's like you don't get to dress like that here yeah i'm trying to think of like east coast tank top icons and i immediately just went to like the jersey shore dudes i think that's it tony soprano in his you know his undershirt (laughs) 
So that to me is the East Coast version of the tank top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's an illusion that either there's a dress shirt that has been on top of it or will be, or it's like Jersey Shore. But I think here the tank top is far more ubiquitous. It's the statement piece, yeah. <laughs> the statement piece. The way that that guy wears a beanie, no matter if it's hot or cold, like we wear really casual stuff, no matter the occasion, as a statement. Yeah, and you know, it's we mentioned the West Side style, and like in my neighborhood, actually, like I feel sort of somewhat modest because a lot of people are just walking around shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true, actually. In West Hollywood, Miles is basically conservative. He's like going to the Met Gala. What are you going to a wedding or something here? God damn. Yeah, that's that's very true. Are they working out or they're just shirtless? Yeah, sometimes they're running. You know, I run too, but I'm like, I don't have the, the physique where I'm I'm ready to go totally shirtless. Maybe someday. That's like maybe that's like a goal, is like I'll be able to take off the tank top one day. Wow. That would be that'd be wild. It's like dirty Harry putting his revolver away. <laughs> I know, I can't imagine it. Do you have any, like, style icons or, like, particularly West Coast ones that you're trying to emulate? I mean, like, the other thing is, like, I'm really guided by not just, like, what I think is going to be, like, I don't know, like, a cool or, like, vintage tank top, but, like, just funny stuff. Like, this South Philly creator, it's an orange tank top that's the Gatorade logo, but instead of Gatorade, it says Gabagool. (laughs) There it is. <laughs> That's funny because we were talking on the last episode about like the ironic t-shirt and millennials and early aughts and that being the sort of the hallmark of that era. But I feel like for you, you've just been rolling straight through 2010s. 20- I don't even know if it's like irony. Like I feel I feel these things deeply. Like I have a, a shirt that's just the, the cover of Cruel Intentions, the movie. And I cut the sleeves off that and made it a tank, obviously. And I just love this shirt. I love the the cast of Cruel Intent. I love wearing the cast of Cruel Intentions authentically. It's like not a joke for me. I'm like, this is cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I don't think you're like, ha ha. I think you genuinely think that. Yeah, it's it's not like, oh, this is so this is so stupid. It's earnest. Was that how you felt about the Jimmy's Bait Shop tank top? Yeah, I was like, this this unironically rules. You thought it was awesome. I love that Jimmy made this. I don't know why he put it in a tank top. I think that was the weirdest, the really weird choice. Yeah, have you ever been like actively shamed for how casual you've been? I mean, I remember when we would go to the office and obviously we worked at a tech startup in Marina Del Rey, so it was always casual, but you were like next level. <laughs> Wait, were you wearing the tanks to the office? Oh my Lord. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Good God. To an office where people were standing in khakis at their standing desks. I'm wearing a t-shirt and a jacket and a baseball hat right now, and I feel like shit. And you're telling me you went to the office in a tank top and shorts? You and Dave are like foils. I love it. It's like opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> Were they board shorts? Were there cargo pockets on them? Yeah. No. Oh, my God. Disgusting. Yeah, I don't have the cargo shorts, except I did get a pair of pink sweat shorts that have the cargo pockets recently which are really comfortable i love them comfort that's a word that i just find it's anathema to me (laughs) it should be comfortable but it shouldn't be comfort being the most important part of it that's the thing that i just don't get Hmm. why why because dressing up is a means 
to uh, Peacock to show off, to do things that mm. are going to get people's attention. You know, putting together a complicated outfit with color combinations and all kinds of like textures and whatnot. That's exciting to me. And when you roll out of bed and you say, I don't want sleeves, I don't want pant legs and i am going to show my toes then you don't care <laughs> but that's the statement that's the statement that they're making but miles is a person who expresses himself with no sleeves that is who he is and that is okay i am coming to accept that that's okay for him we need you both i do like to do some color coordination at the very least yeah bright orange <laughs> and pink basically the color palette of like margaritaville yeah, yeah yes yeah. that is essentially what i'm seeing i fit right in at, i love to go my friends will go to the imax at universal city walk and i'm like we always gotta hit margaritaville beforehand because it's just i'm just i'm just built to be there you are you are i'm gonna start pulling out my teeth one by one as <laughs> this conversation continues good lord margaritaville is uh, the height of cuisine for you oh oh i'm breaking out in hives it's funny that you say peacocking too because i feel like i feel like i do get complimented on the on the tanks a lot and granted i'm just like going to my coffee shop and those are the only people i see all day and they're like oh i like your shirt <laughs> They're paid to say that. They're barista. Yeah, exactly. No, but I do think it is too. I mean, I think a lot of it's just like it's peacocking in a different way. Sure, yeah. Also, sorry to go here, but like if women dress like the equivalent to the office, I don't even know if we could. I don't even know. Not that we couldn't wear tank tops, but just like that level of casual. I mean, I feel like I would and I would feel really bad about it. Like no one took me seriously, you know? There would be like a very awful email that went around that'd be like, please, please dress more appropriately. <laughs> exactly, exactly. They wouldn't even like target you by name. They would just like send it to everyone and be like. Exactly, but everyone knows it's you. It has come to our attention that some in the company have been stretching their definition of business casual. Alana, wink, wink. Yeah, I... We want to maintain a professional atmosphere. Please, strap your tits in, okay? <laughs> it is definitely, there's a gender double standard at play. Yeah. It seems like we allow men to be objectified more freely. Yeah. Than women. And to be slobs, too, I think. Not, not calling you a slob, Miles. <laughs> I am. <laughs> it's, like, cute or quirky when a male, when a man does it, you know? What's really interesting, Miles, about your sense of style and this, like, you know, California-esque look. Although I do think it also exists in Florida. Oh, yeah. Great point. I got to get to the Keys sometime. For the, Yeah, exactly. But for the sake of this podcast, I think it's a California look. Um, it's not athleisure. Like, there is, there is that whole trend, and men love it, women love it, of, like, you know, wearing casual wear, leisure wear, stuff that you would work out in. Like everyone at the office we went to wore like nice sweatpants and- Oh, true, true. This is like, it's not I'm going to work out to better myself. It's I look like I'm always on vacation. Like I'm always just like on the beach. And I think that that's a different kind of power statement. Yeah, that's the, that's the aspiration for sure. I mean, it's, it is funny because I'll go down to the farmer's market on Melrose and even though like everyone is dressed casually, like I still don't like exactly match that because they're wearing like Lululemon and stuff. <laughs> exactly. Like my version of, you know, just like being super casual is like I'm coming from the gym. <laughs> well, yeah, because that's a status symbol saying that I have time 
to exercise. Mm -hmm. I have the means with which to keep up my body. But Miles, yours is like, I'm coming from, and this is kind of stealing words from your, a piece you did, but I'm coming from like a tiki drink alcoholic binge at a stall on the Santa Cruz boardwalk. That's where you're coming from with your look. But that's a, that's a form of privilege too. It is. It is. 100%. You know, the privilege to be able to fuck off. I think that we've been so forced into the notion that hard work and physical perfection are the ideal. And I think people are tired of that, especially after, you know, quarantine for 2020. People are like, ah, enough of the hamster wheel. What if I were to step off the hamster wheel and step in to a Margaritaville and get wasted? <laughs> that, that, that sounds like a nice life. Yeah, me too. Some of us, though, have gone the other way, which is like, I'm going to dress in a suit all the time, and I'm going to go have a martini at some fancy restaurant and eat a steak and not care about my, my physical appearance. You know, it's like there's there's different levels of that, but I think it's all the same kind of idea of... I'm not going to keep striving. I'm going to just gratify myself. Yeah, and if you if you dress like you've just come from a party, it feels like you're bringing the party with you. Yes. You're a libertine, Miles. <laughs> you're on the bleeding edge of culture. Just completely hedonistic. Well, Miles, let's talk about it. When you you occasionally have to dress up and go to weddings. Yeah. And do yeah. things like that. And what's your sort of when that happens, and I know you like that too. How do, you, how do you see your formal wear? Tank top and a bow tie? Just <laughs> one bow tie and then tank top? He's not a male stripper. I don't, yeah, I don't. It's been a while since I did a formal thing. I guess I, I just usually have, like, I don't like to do ties. So I usually try to work around that. And then I usually end up breaking some rule anyway. Like, I have actually these white these white pants that I like, which I will just wear any time of year. I don't give a shit. And then I don't have like, yeah, I don't think I even have an actual complete suit anymore. So it's like if I'm wearing a jacket, it's just I have to figure out how to make it work with like my white or gray pants or whatever. And I think I have a couple, <laughs> probably like two or three items in my formal wear are just like things I found at like a Banana Republic outlet or something like that. Can I suggest something? Can I suggest something? Okay, get a full suit matching. Yeah. Preferably a, a nice, like a bright color. Okay. Whatever color you want. Light blue, light green, whatever. It can fit in in the Margaritaville palette. Oh, that's, oh yeah, that's fun, yeah. But no button-down shirt, no tie, tank top Oh. oh under the jacket. This is a thing that people are doing a lot okay. these days. And it kind of has that like almost West Side Story sort of like, oh, I like East Coast that. kind of mafia look. Cool. <laughs> I actually, Miles, think that's a great look for you. You take the, the foundational garment of your identity and then you <laughs> kind of twist it into this like pseudo formal wear. I just have to get invited to something. Maybe I'll invite you to my wedding just for the sake of seeing you in the suit. Yeah, just, just a little test run. That would be nice for me. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just go back to where you're from. And I don't want to project, but I know that growing up in California, where especially in San Francisco, there weren't really rules about fashion and what was acceptable to wear and not in different scenarios. You know, it's just like a way more casual culture. And when I went to New York and the East Coast, I also lived in Boston. I was just like really struck by how even in like more casual spaces, 
it's a, just a more formal culture. Yeah, growing up, I guess I would only wear whatever Old Navy told you you had to wear that year. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So lots of performance. <laughs> yeah, I had the tech vest. Although interest in an interesting kind of um, predictor of where I'd end up, there was one year where Old Navy had a lot of Hawaiian shirts. And I got really into Hawaiian shirts. And one day, my ninth grade history teacher, who was from Cuba, he just kind of looked at me because, why are you always dressed like an old Cuban man? Because <laughs> those guys are cool, man. And what did you say? Yeah, and I was like, I mean, it's a good question. And yeah, I was like, I don't know, I, I, I am drawn, drawn to this tropical aesthetic, the island vibes. I mean, just what... What could be better, right? Uh, I grew up definitely in, well, in New Jersey, which is like, I don't think like has ever been considered that fashionable. Like what, what do we associate? <laughs> what looks do we associate with? Novelty t-shirts. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like uh, I don't know, like a corn t-shirt. Like, yeah, just like AJ Soprano's like new metal bands, Yankees hats. <laughs> it's not great. Yeah, I just think of it as an extension of New York City, though. Right, right, right. But with, like, an added layer of, like, the suburban uncool, what what was at the mall? It was, like, Aeropostal, you know? Oh, God. <laughs> I think that was true of a lot of places. I think that was that probably that time. Yeah. There's, like, local style that exists in places, but there's also mass market consumerism which flattens the way people dress. So I think if you took a picture of a bunch of kids in New Jersey and a bunch of kids in Merced, where I grew up in California, they probably kind of look almost sort of the same because we were all shopping at Old Navy, at um, American Eagle, at Abercrombie, at Hot whatever, like Hot Topic. All those places existed in both towns. Well, and you mentioned kind of the conformism of of youth, and it's funny because I remember going to the mall and you'd walk past like a pack sun, and I'd be like, oh, this is sort of aspirational for me, but like, I don't know how to surf, I'd be like a poser, like, you know, like, <laughs> I'm not in California, <laughs> like, I can't, I can't wear that kind of stuff, right? That's so funny. What do you think about that stuff growing up in Jersey then? Like, if you felt like you were a poser, how badly did you want that stuff? I just knew there was a West Coast culture that I didn't really have access to because it's like something you just see in movies. And I'm like, oh, there is skateboarding. You got palm trees, you got beaches. And when I go to the beach, it's just like, um, yeah, I, I was going to like Sandy Hook in New Jersey. And it's like, it's just a very different experience. No one, no one is surfing here. I would go to the beach in, you know, Long Island. And it's just like, oh, it's just kind of boring and and my uncles drink like 40 Coors Lights in the course of a day. But in California, I'm like, oh, surely there's some kind of like uh, vibrant thing that is uh, happening over there that this is not present in Long Island. Can we talk about the beach a little bit, Alana? I mean, that brings me to, I guess, one of one of the last things I wanted to talk about, which is sort of a very touchy topic that I know Miles and I disagree on. And it's related to the beach because I believe that's the only place a man should wear a flip-flop. Oh, I don't even know if they should wear flip-flops. Maybe a slide. Maybe, but, like, I know you're really passionate about freeing the male toe. <laughs> and this is the place for us to talk about. This is a safe space. Dude, that's such a 
sad head shake. <laughs> yeah, because it's gross, bro. I wear mules if I want to wear a sandal. Cover up the toes. Yeah. So tell me why you're doing this. Please, just try to take my brain, put it aside, and then put your brain in my brain so I understand how it works or doesn't. Yeah, maybe it's the reverse thing where knowing that I'm going to wear sandals, I'm going to have to take better care of my feet. Wow, it keeps you honest, you know? Mm, interesting. Okay, I guess that's sort of like a tank top, right? You can't ever really, like miss your own personal idea about physical fitness because you want to be able to maintain the tank top look right again i'm gonna see my i'm gonna see my barista friends and if i'm gonna if they're gonna see my toes they they gotta be presentable we need compliments we need people begging for feet pics <laughs> are you on WikiFeet? has someone created a WikiFeet for you yet Oh, um, I'll, I will have to check on that. I'm not sure. You got to check. You got to write about this experience if you are, because I feel like you probably are. You know, you got people in your DMs all the time. I got these, uh, these Tebas, which by the way, someone told me are actually pronounced Tebas. Any opinion on that? Eh, no. Who told you that? I mean, I don't doubt it, but I want to know who they is. Yeah, who is they? You know, a friend from New England. Uh, I don't, I don't know what authority they have why are people obs whatever just so we're clear like here's the thing i do love a lot of these casual sandals and dave and i have discussed this i love a birkenstock i love a slide it's more just that i hate my own feet okay and i'm just not a foot person in general so for me i'm like i gotta really love the shoe to expose the feet whereas some people are like they have such nice feet and they like their feet so much that like the the Shoe is just a vehicle to show off the foot. I feel the opposite way. My foot only exists so that I can show the cool shoe. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, I have no interest in showing people my feet. I don't think my feet are great. They're fine. They're there as a utility. They're not They're not a luxury item. They're a utility item. <laughs> but I think like having my foot in a flip-flop, which is already really hard with my feet insecurities, in a setting that wasn't the beach ooh, that would be really that would be exposure therapy for me yeah i guess walk, walking around in the city they get a little dirty <laughs> it's not great oh just imagining your like dirty hairy feet uh delicious have you ever no, seen sorry. somebody wearing flip-flops in new york uh yeah yeah i think yeah. so Oh, man. But then they just, like, wash off their foot. Well, I remember living in New York in the summers and wearing, like, my sandals and just, like, you come home and the bottom of your feet are, like, black with dirt. Yeah, just caked. You got to get a power washer and hose your feet and down. You really do. Yeah. Like, it's like you're soaking. You got to sand it off. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, I also feel like I joke about the male toe. Like, it's like, I'm not particularly, like, men have such gross feet. Like, they shouldn't show them. Like, I think that's just kind of weird. I think it's more just, like, feet in general. Yeah. And it's just so casual. It's like, can you put in some effort? Like, the women around you aren't wearing this. Like, that that's what bothers me. It's the discrepancy between, like, women feeling like they have to put in all this effort and men being like, I'm going to put in reverse effort. Mm. So a lack of effort, um, if you will. Yeah, like I, I have a, not a friend, but like a, a friend from high school that I follow and he's having a wedding and he's like, please dress black tie formally to my 
wedding and he was like posting all about how like women have not said anything and like no and, and all of the men are just like writing into him like what does that mean and like why and they're like Re-. bro what does that mean dude sheer panic and they're really mad they're just like why are you asking this of us and he's just like i'm this why is this a personal attack to you i mean it's just interesting because you think about the 1950s where like men, you know, defined formal wear and that entire concept and, and how far we've come from that. That is interesting because it is like the, the idea of the male uniform for an activity was codified into social law. If it's if you watch any sort of like old timey movie or TV show, it's like. Black tie formal means black tie formal. It means you've got cufflinks. you got a fucking cummerbund. You have studs instead of buttons on your shirt. You're wearing patent leather, like, shiny shoes. Like, you have to do those things. And you're ready to do, like, a total musical number at any moment. Yeah, you're like fucking Fred Astaire and shit with the top hats. Or, like, the morning suit in the UK. Like, the long tails, the gray sort of multiple-piece tuxedo that you wear during the daytime that's gone it's gone it's gone and now every man feels like they can dress any way they want anytime they want like miles part of the problem and there are no rules that's okay that's that's fine i'm i'm fine with it and i think miles you're not going to dress inappropriately casually you're not like that no like to like event like that i mean to be clear it's like for a, an important event like that yes it's all up to the hosts I will gladly disrespect office, <laughs> like unspoken. Yeah, fuck them. It's all a matter of like whose whose rules you're willing to break, and like yeah, no office offices don't deserve our respect. So who cares? Just like this, I agree with. Dress however you want. Yeah, I just to be clear, it's like why do I need to dress up to be a little cog in your capitalist machine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, but I I feel like the opposite of that. Like I dress up to say I have worth i have value and i am not going to belittle myself because of this job i'm always going to be who i am and i'm proud of myself and i will i will make sure people notice me and i'm not going to blend in dress like the ceo (laughs) the ceos dress like shit too well that's the other thing i was going to say i mean this all i feel like the big change happened with like the tech industry and you know their whole their uniform which is almost like you can tell who the CEO of the company is by who's dressed the worst. Yeah. Honestly. Like, that was the flex. They're dressed badly, but the vest is still like $1,000. Totally. Oh, well, that brings me to Aviator Nation. Maybe that's where we end. Oh, shit. We almost forgot. I almost forgot the worst place in the world. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Tell us how you got into Aviator Nation and what you like about it. And maybe just for the listeners who don't know what it is, a little about what it is. So I discovered Aviator Nation because we were working in our office in the Venice Marina Del Rey area. And you go down um, Abbott Kinney in Venice, which is like um, where you go to buy your $400 yoga pants, I would describe it as. It is, it is the trendiest, most like gentrified isn't a strong enough word for Abbott Kinney. No. It's also what people think. I mean, literally, I think we started this podcast to educate people that, like, that's not how people in Cal... Like, that's a specific part of L.A. And that's how people think everyone in California dresses. 
They're like, yeah, they're all wearing $400 fedoras in Compton. That's what's going on, you know, in LA. There is a haberdasher on Abikini that sells the stupidest fucking little hat. <laughs> there is. <laughs> oh my God. There's also a caftan. There's a high end caftan store. Like every cliche. <laughs> you know, I fuck with a caftan. I love a caftan, but but I'm not going to buy them from some like scammer for $500. Okay. Like we can go to the Goodwill and find some amazing ones. I agree with that. So I, when I first got hired on staff at Mel, I was staying because I didn't live in uh, didn't live in LA at the time. I was living in Northern California, and so I was staying staying in the area. And I was walking down advocating and walked into Aviator Nation, which is, I think, trying yeah, trying to be kind of like a surfer brand, but it's very much like uh, their models are just like just like hyper blonde like either like really skinny or like kind of like jack surfer dude vibes and so yeah i wanted to i was celebrating the new job and i walked in there and i found of course like a 200 hundred dollar hoodie that i really wanted which was actually like a less recognized they have like these they have these stripy uh patterns that are like super recognizable like you'll always you'll always know it's aviator nation but I found this one that was like a kind of like teal and pink, like floral thing. And it was like the only one they had. And it just seemed like they were never going to have that again. And I was like, I'm going to buy this. It's a super soft hoodie and I really want it. Um, and so I only have that and one other. I have one of the stripy uh, hoodies and it's, it is very cringe for sure. Now that I can walk around and see rich people like wearing it sometimes I'm like, like who else is wearing it? Yeah. Right. The only, the only justification in my mind is that um ben affleck wears the he wears like the velvet hoodies that they make which i'm like if ben affleck is wearing the velvet aviator nation hoodies, the velour then, yeah then then i don't then i don't yeah that dude is like the walking embodiment of the av culture or an culture excuse me <laughs> aviator nation culture is ben affleck and i it sucks to me i like ben affleck but i don't like the clothes Here's why this brand was like created in a lab to piss me off, actually. So it's like it is a California, like born and bred in Venice brand that basically it's sweats sweatsuits that are 1970s inspired. So my thing is why when people like are like, we're gonna do a like when like Coachella, for example, anytime there's like a big California aesthetic sort of store that's playing on the cliches, their thing is 1970s baby. And they're pulling out like the worst, most cheesy kind of parts of it. That's where the stripes come from. It's kind of funny because it's like sweatpants and I, I don't really understand how it's 1970s inspired, but that's, that's sort of their like tagline and it, they are really soft. So they're like, it's also like a really high quality sweatshirt or sweatpants but it's just, you know, and it'll have like a happy face because it's like, remember, like graphic 1970s hippie. There'll be like a peace sign. The stripes look like, yeah, the stripes look like something that would be on your Winnebago in the 70s. I think that's what they're going for. The Mirthmobile from Wayne's World. That's exactly what they're going for. <laughs> it's like light blue, <laughs> yeah. orange, and red. Yeah, I'm just like, here's my thing. Are people aware that... There are other eras where people lived in California and dressed, you know? I don't know. I guess to me growing up here, I don't like think of that when I think of California style. It's time to bring back Gold Rush era fashions. 
Oh my, that would be amazing, dude. <laughs> Prospector core? Prospector core, dude. All right, we can't get too deep into the cores. That's going to be another episode. No, that's going to be another episode. But I will say that like when you're growing up in Northern California and you're a kid and you go on a field trip, one of them typically is panning for gold. Like that's like a very early memory for me. I did it. Yes, I sure did. Of course. Oh, you know, and it's so fun. And like, so that is, oh my God, that aesthetic. Do you ever say it's Sutter's Fort? No. What's that? Is that where you oh, do it? Oh, shit. Sutter's Fort was in like Sacramento area. We went and you pretend to be an old timey gold oh. miner. <laughs> and then all of the people that work at Sutter's Fort are like, ah, hello, welcome to Sutter's Fort. And this is, you know, your prospecting and you're coming to california for the first time and settling here and it, it was like it's like i think what east coast people have with reenactments of the american revolution oh for sure yeah and i mean i get that like obviously you know free love like the that is the sexy i guess time that people are like oh california flowers in my hair it's lana's fault you know what when i think about cool california i'm like cocaine days la 80s 80s come on let's go bmws yes yes like early cds oh fantastic armani that's why i love armani if we opened a brand that was like that inspired it would crush it'd be over for all you hoes <laughs> it really would i was gonna say if though if i did see someone dress as a prospector in silver lake i would not even look twice it would just make complete sense to me no, that's also, that is, that is true. Mustache. Give me the nice, long, wet, waxy mustache. <laughs> I think overalls are kind of hot, you know, already. Oh my God. You're so right. You're so right. Ugh, there's just no way to do anything, I guess, about our state that isn't just completely cringe. Not true. Not true. There's a lot of great stuff. There is, but I mean, like, when you think about it <laughs> I that want to do way, an episode, we like... bring somebody on, and we just come up with what Prospector Core would be. I mean, we could we could 100% bring on, like, a historian, and it would be hilarious because they wouldn't get it at all. <laughs> this is a great idea. I think we should wrap up on that and see what the fans think about this idea. See what the fans think. Thank you, Matt. This is why you're brilliant. Like, the fact that your brain thought of that when we were talking about I don't even know what we we're talking about, but that's why they pay you the big bucks that you could then spend on Aviator Nation. <laughs> yeah, someone has to cut me off. They're always they're always sending me the um the like our flash sale like new shit that's forty percent off, and I look and it's just like so fucking ugly. It's like they do a lot of camo. I've oh, seen the camo. It's like they'll put the stripes on the camo, and you're like, oh man, that's really bad. <laughs> Deep. Do you want to promote something before we leave besides Aviator Nation? Uh, yeah, go check out uh, what they've got on sale there. Um, <laughs> you can also follow me on Twitter. I'm just Miles Klee. And if you go there, you'll also see a link to subscribe to my newsletter called Miles High Club, uh, which I write for Mel. And it's a lot of fun. Um, just a head empty roundup of uh, fun internet nonsense. and I just got an email today from someone who really didn't like it, but I think other people might like it. <laughs> yeah, and ask him for a dick pic. Yeah, be like, you know what you will like? A pic of my dick. <laughs> big, this big old fat hog, baby. He also said, please unsubscribe me. And it's like, you know, it's not hard to unsubscribe. There's a button right there. <laughs> He's a sub. He is. Please, daddy, unsubscribe me. 
<laughs> oh my god. That pro oh, knowing Miles' fans, that is his kink. Unsubscribe me, Daddy. <laughs> okay, bye, Miles. Bye. Take care. Bye, I love you. That was Miles Clee on free validation. I learned some things, I think, about East Coast attitudes about California. I learned some stuff about maybe just chilling out on being so mean about people showing their guns. Just because I can't show my guns doesn't mean I sh should tell other people not to show their guns. So I don't know. I I'm, I'm softening to Miles Good. a little bit. I mean, also prospector core has to be one of the best things I've ever heard. I mean, that <laughs> it's going to be hard to top. We're going to have to do a whole episode on this made up trend. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. We just got to figure out who the perfect guest is for that. Hit us up if you dress like a prospector. <laughs> <laughs> if you have panned for gold in the last five years, please email me at Dave Shilling. <laughs> we look forward to having you on. Yes. All right. We'll be back here next week talking about clothes again. So tune in. Leave a five-star rating. Write a review. Tell your friends that this is the best podcast you've ever heard in your entire life. Lie for us. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>